Welcome everyone to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. Today we're going to talk about what's happening with oil. We're going to look at the financial system and all the reverberations that have come from Russia and Ukraine. The first thing I want to look at is the prospect of $200 oil. Could it happen? Just a few months ago, people were saying, not likely. Today, very different story. The second thing is the domino effect. You have one event that affects the next, and of course, this spreads very fast. The third thing I want to look at is the central bank digital currencies and how this current issue could be yet another stepping stone bringing us closer to that day. I've got all of that and more. Let's begin. Taking a look here, you are seeing article after article after article written about high, how high prices of oil can go. And in these cases, JP Morgan talking about $185 a barrel oil. Looking further down, you just see constantly higher and higher and higher estimations of where we will be. Now, we don't know, but there are many people saying... $200 a barrel or close to it will be inevitable, not just with Russia, but because of the supply and demand fundamentals, because of commodities surge and so on. What we have seen over this period of time has been a relentless surge in commodity prices, in particular oil recently, and it doesn't seem to let up. If we look at it right now, I mean, I could show you this. This is U.S. oil coming off the highs. If you remember in the previous video, I talked about how we are definitely overbought at this point and any bit of good news could actually make this retract. And you see what has happened. Not much good news has come out, but still due to the overbought nature of what's happening with oil, we have watched it come down somewhat. OK, that's all I got to say. You never necessarily, you know, you, you can't necessarily know where this is going to end up. It's, it's impossible. Anybody who tells you the price of a barrel of oil tomorrow or next year or so on certainly is just making it up. But I think it's important and critical to understand all of this, the depths of it all. Okay, Wall Street is already pouncing on Russia's cheap corporate debt. Banks and hedge funds bid on bonds from Gazprom and Russia Railways. Why? Because the prices have gone to pennies on the dollar. So they believe now is the time to get in. This is my point in, in time where I say I, I've noticed people in the comment section talking about this, and clearly it seems like the right thing to do. I would wait, personally, I would wait for a little bit more stability because we have literally no idea what's going to happen. Think about this. There is the potential that these companies do not exist in their current form. They could say, we default. That's it and you lose all your money. So you've got to watch out where you're putting your money. If you see a little bit of stability and they're starting to agree on things, saying, okay, we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do that, and you see the handshakes happen, okay, different story. Maybe your intention is to put $1,000 in in total, but maybe there's a point in the near future where you say, okay, I'm gonna put 10% of that in now. And then you see a little bit of progress, okay, I'm gonna put a 10% more and so on. That's just the way it should be approached because you literally have no idea what's going to happen, okay? Um, they're just talking about Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan, your friends and mine, 
They have been purchasing beaten down company bonds tied to Russia in recent days as hedge funds that specialize in buying cheap credits look to load up on the assets and basically saying, oh, we don't like this country. We don't like what they're doing. But hey, 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 we just want to make money. And that is certainly what they have to say all the time. Okay, so they talk about the distressed opportunities, different um, instances of this. This is not a huge business for them, obviously, but they want to go in and play it every different way. One of those being the credit default swaps. So they talk about that in here as well. Okay, I don't have time to get into it all. As I always say, anytime on my videos, links are in the description under the sources. We can't sell our Russian stocks. Russian companies are being erased from stock indexes as Putin's Ukraine invasion makes them uninvestable. You have to understand what's happening here at a deeper level. It's not just simply that they're on a discount. This isn't, you know, a 10% dip. This is a huge change and it's taking place right before our very eyes. So we should have our eyes on it. We should have, you know, a view of this in kind of, you know, what's going to happen. Maybe this is an opportunity for some, but understand that this in some cases could go to zero. So watch out. That's all I'm saying. MSCI and FTSE are cutting Russian equities from the widely tracked indexes. So you've got these big indexes, and especially with passive investing ETFs being more popular than ever before, well, what if suddenly they're getting cut off of those indexes? Well, then there's less buying happening on an institutional level. So they do discuss that here in this article, but my point is made. More aggressive dip buying by private clients than in any other 10% sell-off. So if you look at what's happening in the American markets, you are seeing private clients, big money, going in and buying the dip. More so than before because they're saying, look, we already know what's going to happen. And I must interject this point here. The thought of a 50 basis point hike, a 0.5% hike by the Federal Reserve has basically diminished down to zero. That was so unlikely to, to happen anyway. But now the market doesn't believe it anymore at all. And so it's 25 basis points. We know that to be the case. It's not going to be a surprise. It's coming in just you know several days from this point here and we will see the market react in a way that is really predictable so they these clients are getting in right now hand over fist this is something interesting okay uh, euros crude differential to brent crude so russian flagship crude plunges to a fresh record large discount of minus 22 dollars a barrel that's big right and of course, they can't sell it. They can't sell it at this time because they don't have enough buyers. Very interesting, to say the least. And then we move to Australia with what's happening with coal. Australia seeks to fill the coal gap as key buyers shun Russia. People should be aware of this, of course, because when you see what happens in one country, that could affect another country, both positively and negatively, and I want to touch on that more in a minute here. Japan and South Korea are major buyers of Australia's thermal coal. So Japan at the top of the list, South Korea comes next. Okay, look at this. London Stock Exchange suspends 27 companies with Russian ties. This just goes on and on. We are seeing this 
all over the place. I'm trying to bring you the depths of the situation. If you appreciate that, simply hit the thumbs up button, okay? I don't like to rant on, I like to bring in the data and we move. Look at this, paint the pump. Americans are warned to budget for a $5 a gallon gas as oil prices surge. You gotta know that $5 a gallon might be expensive if you're in Texas. It might be a problem if you're in Florida. But look at many other places around the world. If you convert it, it would be the same thing or much higher and it's been there for a while. My friends in Europe are constantly posting in the comments section below what they pay in the equivalent of a gallon and it is not pretty. Okay, so some people are already used to this and it really hurts the, the wallet, let me tell you. Okay, so let's, let's take a trip right now. Let's take a look at the domino effect. Real serious stuff right here. I was getting comments from people who appreciated that I get into these levels because we need to understand this. So yes, they talk about wheat. They talk about corn. They talk about oil. And then of course there's the domino effect saying basically in this in this case here Tajikistan they talk about that country saying that this small central asian country north of afghanistan relies on remittances from russia for more than 20% of its gdp that means if workers in russia stop sending money to their families in tajikistan that country's economy could nosedive into a depression. So you see how you have a problem in one place directly affecting the next. Now certainly, Tajikistan is, is no United States. Okay, it's, it's not the UK, it's not Australia and Canada, I get that. But what happens when that country is in a problem? And then the next country is in a problem. This has a cascading effect, okay? And it might not you know, it's not going to bring down the U.S. dollar, but could it have a negative impact generally if we start to see multiple countries slowing down, emerging markets slowing down, then what happens? Of course, other problems, okay? And then they're talking just, you know, further along about that. And I just wanted to make it clear that there is this domino effect that takes place. People don't, ah, that problem's over there. It's not how the world works. This is all interconnected, whether we like it or not, interconnected and globalized. Russian firms rush to open Chinese bank accounts as sanctions bite. So you see what happens here. They know that the Chinese companies are going to be much more favorable to them. And so the money is moving there. I've also seen how, you know, they're, they're trying to seize the yachts of all the oligarchs and so on. They see what's happening. It's a clamping down. It's a tightening up. They are squeezing them any way that they can. But I think that, um, you know, there's going to be a way around for some of this. It really all depends on how heavy things get. They haven't slowed down as far as I've seen. I've been checking every day. China begins seizing, now this is the, this is the domino effect, this, this is the big one. China begins sea scanning surrounding Taiwan amid growing fears of an invasion. I don't think that's coming now, but I think that China wants to get completely out of the reliance, or, or at least somewhat off of the reliance of the US dollar, the SWIFT system, and all the other, you know, institutions and organizations that surround it get off of that 
before going in on Taiwan because they want to say, hey, Taiwan, we're going to take you over. And if the U.S. says, oh, we're going to do this or that, China might say, do your worst. Okay? Now let's go really quickly. Real quick. I want to show you what's happening right now. Central bank digital currencies. Isn't this interesting? That what we see today, every issue, whether it was what happened during 2020, whether it was, you know, whatever. There's always an excuse and always an, a, a push for these central bank digital currencies or, in general, a cashless society. And you're seeing that here again. Bloomberg article, putting multiple central bank digital currencies or CBDCs on a single system can dispense with time-consuming messaging and complete cross-border payments in real time. They basically suggest how this would be fantastic to get rid of SWIFT, let's get on a global system of central bank digital currencies, referring to the Bank for International Settlements, Project Dunbar, which I've covered here multiple times, multiple central banks having the biz at the center, all connecting their systems together. And, uh, you know, at one level, we have to do business internationally. There has to be high, those highways and roads. But isn't it interesting that they use this as a yet another opportunity? Real quick, Venezuela's Maduro announces 18-fold increase to minimum wage. So when you have a crisis in a country, there gets to be this certain point where nothing matters anymore. And doing this in this case here is not going to resolve anything. When you destroy a currency, there is no going that's why it's very important right now that all the major countries in the world printing too much money, they need to realize what could happen. There's a different situation in every country. Venezuela, obviously, different, very different. But that's not the point. The point is you've got to watch what happens to your currency. Take care of it. International Cat Federation bans Russian cats from competitions. I managed to squeeze in a kitten into the money gps video i told you you came here for the truth this is just a little bit of silliness in many ways more ways than one okay what a world we live in all right if you appreciate the channel if you support me hit that thumbs up if you like the kittens and the cats and the puppies too give me that thumbs up i appreciate that i'm trying to make it a little bit lighthearted. trying to bring you the data at the same time if you want to support me, just click that one button. It's right down there below. That's all. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.